0: Thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, for the opportunity to give. And now, as we have come to the point of the service where it is that we will dive into your word, we ask that you will touch us, touch our ears, touch our hearts, that the words will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, and that you will reveal to us your glory even the more. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Here we are into the third episode of our series called Collapse. And in this third episode, what we are looking to do is begin to reflect upon Jeremiah and in the midst of all this that he's been going through, in the midst of all that he's revealed to us, Jeremiah decides to give us a little bit of hope. So he describes his personal suffering during this dark time in his nation's history, and right there in the middle of going through this darkness, he makes a beautiful declaration of, the, of his hope in God. So even in our most trying circumstances, we can trust that God will remain faithful and good. So as we have journeyed through here thus far, our first episode, if you remember, was do you see what God sees? And we talked about seeing things in the way that God sees. And then last week we talked about the verdict. The verdict was that we were guilty but God still showed us mercy. Today, in episode number three, we're going to talk about the revelation of hope. The revelation of hope. Before we go any further, you know what we got to do. We got to do our definitions. Our definitions are as follows. The first definition is collapse. Collapse means to fall together, to fall into an irregular mass through loss of support or rigidity. Rigidity. I'm sorry, I keep messing it up. Figurative sense of coming to nothing or to fail. Synonyms are cave in, fall in, subside, fall down, sag, slump, settle, give, give way, crumble, crumples, disintegrate, fall to pieces, come apart. The next word is hope. Hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. I'm gonna hit you with that again. Hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Our final definition for today is goodness. Goodness is the quality of being morally good or virtuous. Let's jump into the scripture. Now, I will tell you that the third chapter of Lamentations is the longest chapter of the book. Everybody else is around 22, but uh, this one he decided to be 66. So I'm not going to read all 66 verses today. I know some of y'all are looking like, oh, no. No, no, we're going to do, if you go home and read the whole thing, but we're only going to couple, I think we're going to do eight verses today if y'all hang along with me for a few more minutes. We're going to start at the 21st verse. Lamentations 3.21 says this. This is the English Standard Version. It says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now let's jump to 31. It says, for the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he causes grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. Then let's jump over to 40. It says, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts in Jesus' name. So let's look at this. The first 20 verses of that, he's talking about how we can fall into a, a, a situation where we have decided that it's all God's fault that we are in this situation that we're in. I know, listen, I, I'm not going to talk about nobody today. And if I do happen to talk about you, just look straight ahead. Nobody will really know that I'm talking about you. But what <laughs> I want you to understand is this, is that sometimes we get ourselves in situations and we always pointing the finger, but the old saying is, when you're pointing at somebody, you got three fingers pointing back at you. Y'all might not have heard that, but if y'all look at it, you see how it go? Yes, see, you got three fingers pointing right back at you. Because sometimes we try to absolve ourselves of all responsibility. We try to say, well, if they wouldn't have, or if he wouldn't have, if she wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have, if my, if my mama would have did this better, my daddy would have, if we, we look at everybody else except the man in the mirror. We don't look at ourselves and say, what did I contribute to this situation? What have I done? So we want to accuse God of things that happen. Especially when we're going through pain and disappointment. Okay, y'all, okay. Yeah, keep looking straight ahead. Especially when we're going through pain and disappointment. When you're going through the pain and disappointment, I prayed for this person not to pass away, but they passed away, and it's all God's fault. God didn't hear me. They made a movie about that called God is Not Dead. You should watch that movie. That movie is going to bring you some revelation. But one of the things that we look forward to doing is looking at everybody for putting us in this situation and forgetting about ourselves. So Jeremiah is going through this journey through those first 20 verses of this third chapter, and he's just pointing at God and saying, God did this to us, and 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 because they did a lot of stuff, so they got a lot of God did to us. And so, then we get to the 21st verse. And the revelation of hope hits Jeremiah. The revelation of hope, the revealing of hope comes to Jeremiah. Because as he's grieving... As he's feeling bad, he looks at it and he says, But well, wait a minute. God is faithful. God is just. God is true. God is looking out on our behalf. That's why in the 21st verse, in the English Standard Version, it says it like this He says, But this I call to mind. This I call to my mind, and therefore I have hope. Sometimes we got to remind ourselves of what God has done in order for us to move forward to see what he's still continuing to do. Y'all not going to help me, but that's all right. It it, it just becomes this situation where we have to realize that God is doing something and he's orchestrating the orchestra, not just one section. He's got the whole thing that he's working through. So we got to run and walk in that. There is, a, there is a situation in, in, uh, uh, in, in the book writers, and, I, and I, 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 got, I got to tell y'all this. There is a song that's based upon these verses uh, 21 to 23. And it says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter, and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to Thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Pardon for sin and a peace that endures. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have need, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Because of God's great love toward us, because God loves us, because God has a desire for for us to be reconciled by him to him, we are consumed. Not. <laughs> not. We're not consumed. Because if we were to receive the penalty for our transgression, guess what? We wouldn't be here. But because of his mercy, his mercy means I am not giving you the punishment that you deserve. I'm providing correction, but I'm not punishing you for what you deserve. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about something being consumed, one thing that can come to our mind is thinking about fire. I don't know how many of y'all have had the opportunity to ever see a, a building on fire. I don't know if you've ever had opportunity to uh, build a campfire I, you know, I don't know what your interaction with fire has been. Um, if you're not an adult, your 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 best bet is to not mess with fire unless your parents tell you to. Okay. Because I hate to see you come to church with your fingers broken uh, for messing with the fire. But what I want to explain to you is that fire, because of its intensity, causes a process called purification. Oh, no. When heat starts to get on something, it causes that whatever that item is, today we're talking about gold, when they put gold that they pull out of the ground in heat under the fire, it starts separating. All the impurities start coming out of the gold. All the impurities, everything starts separating out of the gold. Sometimes God puts us in a situation where it feels like we're in a heated situation. And there's something that he's working out of us by that situation. Although it's hot, although it's painful, it will not destroy us. God's love comes in like a cooling... I I don't know, uh, I know back in the day they used to tell you, if you get get a burn on yourself, to put butter on it, but the doctors say that ain't right. Um, (laughs) But if you get a burn on yourself, if you put honey on it, it cools it right off. Y'all didn't know honey yes. it was one of the best municipal things that, th- that we have? No. Honey, honey actually is what they used back in the day as a band aid. They would put honey on, the, on a cut. Why? Because it cannot, it does not accept bacteria. Yeah, bee, bee vomit does not accept bacteria. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Honey is bee vomit if you didn't know. Oh, I I'm, I'm, I'm meant to quit saying that. Okay, so you put honey on it and it makes it, makes it, <laughs> makes it cool, makes it feel settled. It does not take away from the fact that you have a burn, but it takes away some of the pain. Okay. So just like fire is used to refine metals, Fire is used to refine us. It causes us to become more pure. And when we become more pure, guess what we become? We become more beautiful. We become more looking like Jesus. We become more of what God desires for us to be. But we got to go through the fire. But guess what I discovered? We don't like the fire. The fire is hot. The fire is uncomfortable. In fact, I was just teasing um, Lady Yolanda the other day. I said, do You remember when we didn't even have air conditioning? Now, when you walk in the house, it feels like a, a, a wave of coolness just walks all over you. But when we were in Hawaii, all we had to do was open the front and the back door because we didn't have the air conditioning at the time. And just hopefully the trade wind would come through and keep the house cool. But once we get into a position where everything's a more comfortable, we, we sometimes forget about the old days when we used to have to go through some things. Mm-hmm. So, when we sometimes appear to be faithless, God is faithful. I'm going to say that again. When we appear to be faithless, God will always be faithful. Faithful. When we appear to be faithless, God will always be faithful. Because God cannot decide, he can't deny himself. He says that I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be with you to the end. God is always faithful to who he is. It's because of this belief that he was able to say, I still dare to hope. I still got made up in my mind that God is able to do what he said he's going to do, which is deliver us in the midst of this craziness. He says, uh, when we walk in this, when we live in this, when we are in this, God is still with us. God is not through us out there for us, He's with us. He, in fact, goes in the fire before us. Yes. He keeps yes. us in all things. And when you keep your mind on stayed on Him, as Isaiah says, He'll keep you in perfect peace, no matter what the situation is that you're going through. Hallelujah. So, although God brings you grief, He still shows compassion because of His love. Yes, it's, it's, God does not enjoy hurting people, or he does not enjoy causing sorrow. But sometimes, now I know none of y'all, okay, I'll just talk about myself. Sometimes, I just didn't want to do what my parents said because I was smarter than my parents. Now, there is an age, usually about 12 or 13, when a child believes that they are smarter than their parents that is three times their age. They know more than what their parents know. Mm. I saw it on Google, and this is what Google said I'm supposed to do. Well, before Google, we had what we call common sense. Common (laughs) sense would tell you that if they live that much longer than you, they know a little bit more than you. But when you looked it up on Google, and you went on their blog, you decided that you know more than your parents. Mm. But let me help you out on that. (laughs) You don't know more. Mm. And sometimes they have to allow you to go with your hard-headed self through that situation (laughs) so that you can learn you don't know more than your parents. Now, that don't stop when you're 12 or 13. That happens to some folks that's 30, some folks that's 40, some folks that's 50. They think they know more just because they looked it up on Google. But I want you to understand this today, that God has you. But sometimes, we put ourselves in a position where we have to be disciplined, where we have to be removed. and. And we all, we got to admit, we all like it when things are going comfortably. Mm -hmm. We love comfort. That's why some of us won't step out to do what God's called us to do, because we love comfort. Okay? I didn't like doing certain things because I liked comfort. I liked how everything was set up. Everything was consistent. Everything, and God says, I need you to go over there. Well, God, it's not consistent over there, so so I'm going to just stay over here. And then when things start breaking down around you where you're comfortable, you get mad at God and say, God, what's going on? He said, I told you three weeks ago to go over there. There's a story in the Bible where God told Elijah, he said, I want you to go stay stay by this uh, brook. And I want you to hang out at this brook. And I'm going to even um, Instacart some stuff to you so that you can have food every day. So God called up the very first Instacart. He had two ravens that would bring water and food to Elijah. And he was staying by this brook and he was surfing up that water. But guess what happened? The brook dried up. And God said, well I need you to go on to Zarephath. There's a woman there that I need you to go see. Now, if Elijah would have said, well, I'm going to just wait till the water starts running again. Now, they're in the middle of a drought. The water wasn't going to run again. But Elijah did what God said. And when he did what God said, he was able to be a benefit to the woman that he interacted with because the woman was planning on dying that day. But because he did what God said when God told him, guess what happened? He was able to be a blessing not only to himself because she started, instead of him having to have Instacart, he started having homemade food. And he began to have food made for him in the house. We have to attune our ears to what God is saying. Stop allowing our senses to dictate to us what we should be doing. If we listen to God, God says, I'll keep you in all things. I'll be with you in all times. I'll watch over you. I will." But God, it don't look like that's what you're doing. God said, are you going to tell me that I can't perform according to my word? Are you going to tell me that I can't do what I said I'm going to do? See, the revelation of hope means that I have an understanding, that I have a confident expectation that God's going to do what he says that he's going to do. A confident expectation expectation. I expect God to do what his word says. I expect God to be where he says he's going to be, which is never to leave me or forsake me. My expectation is that God is with me no matter where I am. Y'all know my favorite thing to talk about. David said if I go up to heaven, God is there. If I go into hell, God is there. If I try to go hide in the ocean, God is there. I can't go nowhere and hide from God. God is everywhere. But if we don't acknowledge him in all our ways, guess what? He can't direct your path. I'm just talking about me, I said today. I'm, just, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Because it becomes to a point where we realize that as I'm pointing fingers at God, I got these three fingers pointing at me saying, you the man. You're the reason. What are you going to do to change this situation that we're in? That puts us down to verse number 40 that we read today. Verse 40 tells us that you need to test yourself. You need to look at yourself. You need to change your mind and repent. Examine what you've done. Examine your situation. The revelation of hope is, although I've done some mess, although I've dropped the ball, although I've been uh, uh, rebellious and I haven't done everything that God has called for me to do, he still loves me. He still wants the best for me. He still has a desire to put me in a position for my good and for his glory. But we have to look at ourselves. The revelation of hope is I have a confident expectation that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. My revelation of hope is if I repent that he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. My expectation My confident expectation is that his desire is to make me more than a conqueror. My confident expectation is that he wants to put me above and not beneath. My confident expectation is that he has set aside a table for me in the presence of those that tried to put me down. My confident expectation is that God has this all under control. Yes. In the midst of his crying, in the midst of his pain, in the midst of revealing all that they're going through as a country, he came to this revelation of hope. That God is good all the time. And us old country folks done flipped it around and said, and what's the other part? All All the time, God is good. So we have to grab hold of that that we have this confident expectation that God is going to do what he says. Even in the midst of the pain, the hurting, and all that, God is still good. Mm -hmm. Today, you may be going through some situations where you feel like, I may have been talking about you, but really, listen, I I wasn't talking about you. I was really talking about me because sometimes we do not want to lock into the fact that I have some contribution to the situation that I'm in. We always want to look at everybody else. But I want to encourage you today to take a moment back and step back. And the Bible says test yourself. Quiz yourself. Look at yourself. And once you see your deficiency, it says repent. That means I'm going to change the direction that I'm going in so that I can go in a new direction. Mm -hmm. The Bible also tells us that if we repent, that God is faithful and just, that he will forgive us our sin and that he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is God's desire for us. Mm -hmm. But the key to this is you have to have a relationship with him. And in order to lock in that relationship, you have to. Have Jesus yes. as your Lord and your Savior. Yes. A lot of people have him as their Savior, but they don't have him as their Lord. But I just, we're not, not going to get into that today. But the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that the Bible says that all we have to do in order to accept Jesus into our lives is confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Confess with your mouth and believe in our heart. What do we confess? We confess in our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And that's what we believe in our heart. And the Bible then says that you will be saved. Saved means to be rescued, to be delivered. We're saved and rescued from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. Eternal death. Where we're separated from God forever. But God says, I don't want that for you. I want you to have the gift of eternal life. And the funny thing is, a gift is all, all you got to do with a gift is just receive it. Yes, yes. You don't have to buy it if it's not a gift and it's not a, I mean, if you buy it, it's not a gift. Okay. It's a purchase. And guess what? It's already been done. It's already been purchased for you, and now Jesus is there to give it to you. All you got to do yes. is accept it. So if this is the first time you're hearing about this, and you make that decision today, I want you to get in contact with us. You can email us at info and we will attend to your email. We will help you, assist you, provide you with direction to cause you to grow into all that God has for you because that is our desire for you to receive all that God. And the other thing is this is not an individual event. This is a team event. We will come beside you be alongside you to assist you because that is our desire, to assist you to grow. If you're in the upstate area, you can come, fellowship with us, and we will love on you. We will assist you. We will do everything that we can to cause you to grow into all that God has for you to be because when you have a revelation of hope, even in the midst of craziness, you can walk in the middle of a, of, of, of a, of a pond full of piranhas, and if God told you to walk, you're going to make it and not get bit one time. So we have this confident expectation that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And if you've accepted Christ today as your Lord and Savior, we want to assist you along this journey. Let us know. Please, let us know. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three. It's in the book. We've got two more episodes to go. And in the middle of... This craziness, Jeremiah brushes himself off and realizes who he is because he got a revelation of hope. I declare today that God will reveal a confident expectation in you so that you will see him for who he is in your life and all that he's doing for you. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus' name. Thank you.